welcome to our community segment of the show. And today we have the amazing Alan Adler in our Truck Tech edition. And Alan, today we are talking about advancements in battery power. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Anthony. Good morning. Uh, yeah, it, it, the newsletter kind of tipped this way this week because of some news that really isn't truck direct related. And that is uh, Toyota earlier this week announced that it would begin making and producing solid state batteries uh, for electric vehicles in 2027. Why that matters is that solid state technology is sort of a holy grail of battery making in that it is more stable and allows for longer range of electric vehicles. Now, this doesn't relate per perfectly to trucks because uh, passenger cars don't have quite the, the demand for energy that trucks do, but it is a breakthrough in the sense that Toyota, which really doesn't do a lot of commercial trucking, is making a, a heavy-duty fuel cell now in Kentucky that it will sell to uh, the Packard brands Peterbilt and Kenworth starting in 2025. So there's nothing really to prevent Toyota from expanding into a uh, heavy-duty truck application of a solid-state battery. You've got others out there, too, like QuantumScape, which is backed by Volkswagen, looking at solid-state and then you've got a couple other technologies that we get into uh, in the newsletter, including, um, I always try a hard time saying this, but it's lithium iron phosphate, or known as LFP, the F, of course, being ferros for iron. So anyway, uh, LFP batteries are also a subject, and that will be the subject of next week's uh, uh, Truck Tech show on Wednesday. Uh, we'll have uh, Mujib Ajaz, who is the CEO and founder of a company called One or our next energy on the show. And we have a little bit of a preview in the newsletter with him today. Um, so that's that's the battery portion. You want to talk about the fun stuff? Let's let's stick on the batteries really quick. I've got a question for you. So I love that the title is the chemical equations edition. I was terrible at chemistry, but you know what? I got an A in the electronics and magnetics version of physics that I took in college, right? And I think that this is super fascinating because one of those problems that we always come around with when we talk about truck batteries is weight. And the sheer amount that we need it to have them in a truck is going to take away from the cargo that they can have due to weight limitations. When you talk about the differences in solid state batteries, if that's something that could be applicable to truck technology, is there, are those heavier? Are we going to have to really contend with that as well? Too soon to know about the solid state, uh, Kaylee, but I will tell you that on, on uh, LFP batteries, they are uh, smaller packages. This is what uh, Mujib uh, Ijaz was telling me, that they can package it in a smaller space, uh, you know, greater energy density, and essentially accomplish the same thing and still allow more room for cargo, cargo uh, or freight rather than less. So you are starting to see some moves towards LFP now from people like Cummins. Uh, they've introduced a, 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 an electric uh, powertrain with LFP. The big maker right now um, of LFP batteries actually is a, is a company called uh, Contemporary Ampress, basically known as Cattle, C-A-T-L, out of China. They're the big um, LFP battery makers. But there is some move uh, in that direction here and probably for more of the medium duty than the heavy duty trucks. Um, right now, Proterra, which is also in the newsletter this week, talks about, uh, you know, they're pretty satisfied with what's happening with nickel metal uh, or nickel manganese uh, cobalt uh, lithium ion batteries. They're doing quite well with them. There is some, uh, you know, some on in-country uh, growth coming with LG Chemical or LG Energy Solutions building a new plant 
$5.5 billion plant in Arizona. So, you know, the cylindrical cells that Proterra uses for its batteries are going to be locally available. And all of this points out to, you know, some of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act money that will allow for investment in these kinds of things here, you know, onshoring, if you will, of some of this technology. And Alan, we had a pretty big name within the industry break three years of silence. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? I was hoping we could get to this. Yeah, I, you know, and it, was it really him? We think so. We, we don't know for sure. And I, I kind of couch it a little bit. But Trevor Milton broke his uh, silence, almost three years silence, on social media yesterday by urging people to join him and voting against Nicholas' proposal to uh, double the number of authorized shares in the company. Um, he also, at the same time, took credit for an amazing run-up in Nikola's stock price. For the last eight sessions, we've seen almost a tripling of the price. Now, don't get excited, because Anthony, if you did buy it back at 55 cents, you're doing really, really well now. But uh, it closed yesterday $1.40. It's up again today, and there's something driving it. It could be, uh, you know, we've speculated about Aveco returning as the potential uh, owner of the company uh, of Nikola. And it could be that Aveco, although we don't know this, so it's a speculation, could be out there buying up shares and, you know, on on the way to, uh, you know, some kind of a low cost takeover, which, uh, you know, hard to say exactly what's going on. It could be uh, what's known in, in the uh, stock trading business as a short squeeze, that is to catch people who are still betting against a, a beaten up stock going down further. And this would obviously not be good news for anybody who shorted the stock because it's it's racing ahead. And there are a few others uh, that are doing pretty well, too, that have been beaten up really badly. But but Nikola is an interesting story right now. And with Trevor breaking his silence now, nothing changes his situation. He still faces sentencing in September on three uh, securities fraud charges relating to, you know, um, his uh, rather outlandish at times comments about the company that ended up becoming criminal matters. So, uh, but he did say he sold 50 million shares, which is, you know, he's, he has about eight, eight and a half percent of the company, I think, stock. And, uh, you know, but ultimately Nicola's going to prevail here because they're going to change the rules in Delaware. That's going to allow them to pass this measure. So we know that for a while they were fighting to get over that dollar limit to remain listed. Seems now that they're going to hold on to it at least for a while. Any feasible situation, Alan, which you think could really knock them back under that dollar mark? Or do you think that we're mostly in the clear? Well, you never know about these things. I mean, we're in a pretty amazing bull market right now. And, and you know, after, what, 10 months, 11 months of nothing but, boy, I don't want to look at my statements kind of thing. You know, we're seeing this amazing run-up, especially, I think they're calling it the Magnificent Seven now, these these stocks that are, you know, tech stocks that have, you know, really driven this this uh, market recovery. And I think, you know, for Nikola, you know, one way or the other, they still have a lot of ways to go to, to get to something meaningful. Um Obviously, a reverse stock split is always possible for them. If they fall under a dollar again, they could do that with or without the uh, uh, the increase in, in the number of shares. So it's almost a technical matter for them. Um, it obviously is not a not a positive if you have to do that. But but uh, right now um, they're they're on the on the run. Nobody's exactly sure why. I I follow a, a sort of a tw- Twitter discussion on it, and the speculation is rampant. Plus, the day traders are having a field day right now. But but I would I would tell you that that you know with Nikola uh, anything that helps them bridge that gap between now and getting into production with the fuel cell trucks in the fourth quarter um, would be would have to be seen as a positive. Definitely some interesting news coming from Nikola Allen. Thanks so much for joining us this morning and shedding some light on it all. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.
You too, Alan, and we'll see you in Cleveland next week. Anthony, you still bye-bye-bye uh, on Nicola? I, I Just a one-time thing for me. I, I have no stock advice here. You got lucky. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for that, Alan. Again, we will talk to him coming up later on next week. Right now, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. 